Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, Jim. Jim, uh, hold on a second. We need to talk. Get away from me. Okay, no. I Get away really from me. You're really going to want to hear Get this, Jim. Away Trust me. From I only me. want five minutes. Yeah, I want a date with Bo Derek. We all want things. This isn't a laughing matter, Jim. This is serious, okay? I really got something here, I'm telling you. Hey, morning, Chief. Morning. Morning, Murray. Got any proof on your butt probe and aliens yet, Murray? <laughs> I now believe there was and may very well still be a Russian spy presence in Hawkins. Russian spies. I'm sorry, Murray. Are the Russian spies in cahoots with the aliens? Or how do they fit in here? Because I'm confused. I'm talking multiple reports now. Multiple reports, okay, of a Russian child in Hawkins. A child? What are you talking about, a child? A girl who may have psionic abilities. Psionic. Psychic. Hey, Chief, what about that girl that made that kid pee himself? That was a prank. What girl? It wasn't a prank. Uh, kid uh, comes uh, in. You got five minutes, not a second more. <sighs> I talked to a big buy ex-employee who said some little girl shattered the door with her mind. I heard that story. Did you hear the one about the fat man with the beard who climbs down chimneys? Then last month, a co-worker of Ted Wheeler's claims some Russian girl with a shaved head was hiding in his basement. Ted now denies this. Oh, wow. That's a surprise. But it connects. Enlighten me. This girl, she's some kind of a, of a Russian weapon, right? Barbara, she sees this girl, tries to help her perhaps, but before she can, the Russians find them, wait, take wait, them. Wait, 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 you're telling me that Barbara Holland was kidnapped by Russian spies? Kidnapped, killed. Killed. Don't you get it, Jim? No. This has potentially international implications. I'm talking a full-on Russian invasion right here in Hawkins. Things the greatest show alive. All we can do is wait for season five. I thought in the meantime that it might be fun to read every comic and book in what I call the Stranger Danger Book Club. Ah, Stranger Danger Book Club. Ah, Book Club. Ah, Stranger Danger Book Club. Greetings, stranger friends, and welcome back 
to the Stranger Danger Book Club. Happy 2024, everybody. Finally back with a new episode. Finally back here talking more Stranger Things. Finally back here reading and talking more Stranger Things comic books. I hope uh, everybody's had a good last couple of weeks or first couple of weeks of 2024. Um, I'm up here in Massachusetts and it has been freezing. It's been freezing to the point where it's in the 30s, the mid 30s now, and it feels like spring. It feels like you want to go outside uh, and and take your jacket off and uh, run through the woods uh, looking for barb. Um, But, uh, you know, it's it's a trick. It's all a trick. Uh, I, I have woods in the backyard and I, um, I often like when I take my dog out there, not at night because we don't go in the woods at night. We do go in the woods in the morning and it kind of just, if you look at a certain direction, you don't see anything except woods. So I'm always on the lookout for perhaps a fox or a coyote. Uh, I don't want them to, you know, attack me that they, my dog can, can fend for herself. She'll run off. She'll leave me behind. I will be, uh, you know. A sitting duck. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to see any sitting ducks out there either. Um, but I often look and then sometimes I think like this, you know, imagine if they're like monsters and they came out of the woods. Now, mind you, if you go far enough into the woods, you're just going to hit someone else's backyard. But you can't tell from there. It just kind of looks desolate and it looks like I should put a little castle buyers out there. And I really wasn't expecting to be talking about the woods. I, I, I thought I'd just get on here and start talking comic books. But here we are. I think the last time I spoke to you, I um, was uh, t- talking about ice cream, eating ice cream, and uh, reviewing ice cream, which are three of my favorite things to do with ice cream. Uh, and I did just put uh, in my Walmart shopping cart, I did just put another flavor of Stranger Things ice cream. I realize I'm stretching this out. I don't know if they, there's how long they're going to keep having these, uh, but I will have at least... One more flavor of Stranger Things ice cream to talk about. Hopefully more. I know there's at least one other one out there that I haven't uh, tried yet. So I'm hoping maybe two more. I don't know. I'm just going to keep eating ice cream. Okay, so hopefully, eventually, I will get through all of the Stranger Things ice cream. And when I'm not talking ice cream, I'm talking Stranger Things books and comics. And um, I think... If I'm correct, this is the first comic book that I read in 2024. I've been doing, um, I read, I read a lot. I, I, and they're not, they're not like, you know, highbrow stuff. Like I read fantasy, I read Star Wars books. I read, uh, there's this mystery, uh, like they're, they're like detective novels, but all the characters are like zombies and monsters. I, I like all that kind of stuff. Um, but I also enjoy comic books. I just haven't sat down and read uh, comic books as much as I'd like to and to the point where when I picked up this comic today I opened up the Comixology app and it's like no it doesn't work anymore nerd get off of Comixology you have to go to the Kindle app I'm like what now I love my Kindle I use my Kindle all the time to read but I don't I read it on you know a Kindle not on the Kindle app I did have it on my tablet and you know what it worked quite fine just to read a comic book but I feel like I read my books on my regular Kindle because I don't like reading on the tablet screen. And I read my comics on the tablet. Uh, and I was, I have no idea what this uh, issue was about. Um, 
And I just know what I like about these is they're separate little stories where the other comics I've done in the past have been four part series. And I go through the whole series, uh, the like mini series, you know, um, where they tell a story. But these tales from Hawkins are nice because they are completely their own, their own um, little mini story. It's like watching a, uh, I'm trying to think like, uh, you know, like they have American Horror Story and then they did the American Horror Stories where every episode is its own thing. Like Twilight Zone where every episode is kind of contained in its own little story. Even though in this instance, it's part of the larger Stranger Things lore. Last time it was what? It was the two hunters in the woods? Uh, and that was a really depressing one. And then this time, um, from what I can tell on the cover, is Murray Bauman. And I see a picture of Barb hanging up. That's on the cover of this book. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself yet. I wanted to, first of all, the main reason for this podcast is not to talk about ice cream. It's not to talk about books. It's not to talk about comic books. I mean, those are wonderful things. But really, the main reason that we uh, have this podcast in the first place, the main reason that you found this podcast was for our love for the television program known as Stranger Things. And as I'm sitting here, as you're listening, whether you're listening uh, on the phone or in your car or you're, you're on the ski slopes, listening in your earbuds. If you're on the ski slopes, uh, wave to me. That's me at the bottom. I'm not going up the hill. I'm not skiing. But um, wherever you are, you subscribed and found this podcast or on YouTube because of the show. Because of the show, Stranger Things, your favorite show, my favorite show. So really, we're just waiting for Stranger Things 5. But the exciting thing is, we know they're filming. We know they're filming now. And I saw like a photo of something far away. And I think it was Mike. Mike with shorter hair. And um, you know, I thought to myself, I don't want to see this. I don't want to, I don't want to see anything unofficial. I don't want to see anything that, you know, like, oh, look, we can tell from this that, you know, uh, uh, Steve has um, a mohawk. So obviously he's joined a gang. You know, I don't want to know any speculation. I, 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 don't, I don't mind speculation, but I like to speculate based on hard data. And, you know, like when we get the, 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 the little teasers, when we get the trailer, that's when we can start to be like, what in the world is going on? What does this mean? Who is that? What's going, wait, what is this leading to? That's when I like that. I don't like, I don't like these tele, telephoto lenses taking photos of things and spoiling because I just don't want to be spoiled at all. So I did, that being said, I looked up online, I typed Stranger Things into my Google News machine and uh, it says, get the theories ready. These Stranger Things five ser- season five behind the scenes photos might be trying to tell us something. I did not click on that. I did not want to click on that at all. But I did click on one from Screen Rant and it's like, Screen Rant, I guess they're supposed to be news, but a lot of the time these these quote-unquote articles are really annoying. Uh, and I always know when it tells you something, six clues about this, skip through the f- like half, you know, like the first five paragraphs, get to the f- get to the six, you know, number six 
or get to the headline. Uh, and it says six clues, Stranger Things 5 will have a time jump. Well, here's one clue. It's been, you know, two years since the last season came out. So there's there's one clue. Um, but it says, and I'm just going to read these really quick. I'm not going to go through the whole article, but it's on Screen Rant. If you look up Stranger Things, this article came out just a day ago by Henry Ladd. Uh, and it says, a key detail from Stranger Things uh, season five set fo- the photos suggest a two year time jump. Well, I'm not looking. I don't. Oh, it said there was like a book that was a 1988. Okay. So if we're getting to 1988, now you're getting into my time. Okay. I was 12 years old in 1988. That is when I peaked both mentally and physically <laughs> and spiritually. Um, 12 years old. I was in seventh grade. I was unstoppable. Uh, I already, I think I was already playing guitar by then. I, I could straighten both my arms. It was before I broke my elbow in eighth grade, October 23rd, 1989, uh, broke my elbow in the street playing street hockey. It was a, it was a horrific day, uh, that, you know, we, we all kind of commemorate every uh, October 23rd. Um, but nine, and I'm trying to think what else in 1988, um, I can't think of anything except that I was 12 and in seventh grade, what did I do in seventh grade? N- not much. I came home and watched TV every day. Um, but, okay, th- if that's what they're suggesting, it kind of makes sense. Everyone's getting older. Um, these are these are really bad. Like, okay, that right there is some sort of clue. Okay, and I just spoiled it. So I just broke every rule that, I've been, that I was talking about. But okay, okay. Number five says, Stranger Things season four ending makes a time jump logical. So the fact that it's logical means that there's a clue. Well, that's stupid. That's dumb. Uh, then we go to, to number four. Uh, David Harbour comments about Stranger Things hint a suge- uh, time hunt jump. Because I think he says it takes some time after. Well, that, that's what a great clue. He actually told you. Uh, Ross Duffer's comments suggest a time jump is imminent. He says, I'm sure we will do a time jump. Well, what a clue that is. Uh Ideally, we'd have shot four and five back to back, but we're just not feasible. Well, okay. I mean, wow, what a wonderful. And it's like Mike's Mike's hair shorter. That's number two. Mike's hair is shorter. He could have got a haircut two days later. So that's dumb. These, I'm telling you, these articles, and yet they got me. I clicked in it. I'm scrolling through it. I'm seeing the ads. They got everything they wanted out of me. I took the bait. I clicked the bait. And then it says, Erica looking older will force the this, this Stranger Things to make a time jump. Well, okay, yeah, it's too noticeable to cover up now. Great. So the, the kids got older. You can't cover it up. Yeah, you're right. And they, they, you know what's funny is when you watch the season and then you see them in real life, you're like, my God, they already look older already. So, yes, obviously we're going to have some sort of time jump. It makes sense. But when you someone writes an article that says, it makes sense to make a time jump, and that's why I think that's a clue that there's going to be a time jump. And they're older, and their hair is shorter. That annoys me, and yet I did it. I clicked on it, and I read it. And now I see something about Tom Welling commenting about Smallville movie. I don't want to click on it because I know it's just going to pull me in. He probably said one comment on one podcast, and they turned it into an article, and I clicked it. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to look at it later after the show because I am a sucker for all things Smallville as well. But um, look, that's all. I don't want to look at any more news or anything like that. I want to get. St- I want to start 
talking about comic books. But before I do, before I get there, I thought it would be nice to look into the voicemail bag and see if we have any voicemail. Hi, I'm back. Uh, Max says Kiposke has gone slightly down, which is nice. And she is on a list for Kiposke's for me to get. I also did a painting of, I think it was just either Max, one of the, one of them. Um, and then I have not started cosplaying yet. And... The Funko Pops I have are gonna fan art is doing really well and I think due to the fact that the writer strike is over and I just saw that we got we might be getting new episodes and they started refilming which is good. The one thing that's not good though is that Maya's Maya Hawk is doing something else and she should be doing Stranger Things stuff when she isn't. She's doing something for like an animated movie thing and I'm like, why? Kennedy sent a voicemail today. Okay, actually Kennedy sent a voicemail two months ago and I finally got to it. Apologies, but um, well, you have to think that these actors, you know, I'm going to talk about the, well, that's cool you did a painting and was it the K-Pass or something? Other dolls are coming, to the, the toys or figures, I don't know exactly what they are. And Funko, anytime I hear Funko Pops, I wish I had room to have a giant shelf of Funko Pops. I'd have all the Stranger Things and then every other Funko Pop would be Superman. Um, but you mentioned Maya Hawk doing something else. Well, I mean, they kind of have to, right? These are working actors. They, they'll, they'll do, I mean, obviously, we know them from Stranger Things, and it's like you only want to see them in Stranger Things. But Finn's off doing Ghostbusters, and um, the other actors do other things. Wasn't Steve just in a movie, I think, too? I mean, I know Joe Keery. I know I should know that. I'm the podcaster here. My point is, is I don't think them working on anything else is going to minimize their screen time or anything they're doing. I don't think it's a like um, a clue into them not being in Stranger Things 5 that much. I think that, um, you know, they'll be, she'll be in it as just as much as she was in the other seasons uh, and play just as big a role. And uh, here's the thing, if every, anything else she's doing, it's going to kind of be awesome because she's pretty great. Uh, so thank you for the voicemail, Kennedy. Uh, even though you sent it before Thanksgiving, I'm finally getting to it now. Uh, and that's it. If you want to send a voicemail, you can go to Stranger Danger Podcast dash slash hotline, and uh, you can leave a voicemail, and you can get played on the show and be famous, just like Kennedy. Now, let's get cracking, talking some tales from Hawkins number two. Stranger Things, Tales from Hawkins, number two of four. This uh, book, this comic book, was written by Jody Hauser with art by Sunando C. I think I said that right. 
Colors by Dan Jackson. Letters by Ned Picos or Pecos. I know I say that every single time. And this cover, the cover of this uh, version was done by Mark Aspinall. There are B, C, and D covers by Brent Schroonover, Todor, Ristoff, and Sebastian Perez. I am not great with names. Uh, but the cover that we have here, the A cover, is by Mr. Mark Aspinall. And the cover is actually quite good. Uh, it shows Murray eating uh, brand, total brand cereal. Uh, in on, looks like he's got the phone on the floor. He's got coffee. He's, he means business. He's wearing a shirt and tie, even though the tie is loose. He's got papers all over the place, so he's working on some sort of case. And there's one picture hanging on the wall behind him, and it's a photo of Barb. Uh, what I do like is there's also luggage, and on the luggage there is a um, there is a brand, a name for the luggage, called Aspinall. Of course, as I said, this cover is by Mark Aspinall. So uh, this, what I like about this story is it takes place during uh, Stranger Things, like the end of Stranger Things one, kind of the beginning of Stranger Things two, and it fills in things that we know about and there's actually scenes in this uh comic that we will end up seeing uh you know that we saw that we know that we're familiar with so why don't we get right into it and uh, this story picks up right in downtown we see murray walking down the street kind of waving to people uh he says hi there to some to a bunch of kids nice weather we're having to a woman and her child good afternoon to some older lady uh, but while that's going on, there's text. Uh, there's like this, I, I don't know what they call it, uh, but it's it's um, narrative. Is that what it is? Where it's kind of, it's the bubble, the speech bubbles. Even though it's not his thoughts or anything, it's just kind of the, the story that's being told. It says, most do whatever they can to avoid seeing whatever lurks in the shadows. Staring into the light to blind themselves to the darkness. Of course, in a place like Hawkins, being unwilling or unable to see the monsters can be quite dangerous. But for those strange souls who strive to dig the truth out of the darkness, they might find far more than the monsters they expect. Wee-oo, that's scary. Murray Bauman was once an investigative journalist. At some point, it shifted from a mere job to being his entire existence. It shows him uh, at karate class with a bunch of kids, and he's like, hey, great form, Patricia. You're really getting the next, the, you know, getting to the next level. It looks like he's talking to a, a, one of the kids taking karate with him, and they look at him like, okay, buddy. Uh, then we see him at a grocery store, and I don't know what he bought. Oh, is this is the brand? Maybe this is the brand he's saying? Oh, why not splurge? I think when you buy bran back in the 80s, people I thought that meant you were working out. Uh, the woman behind the counter, she's like, are you working out? He goes, karate class, actually. Uh, and she goes, you must be a real karate kid, which is just a joke about the movie. He goes, as I've told many people many times, it's an all-ages class. Have a good evening, sir. And he goes off. Uh, and we see him. He drives home back to the the warehouse that he lived that we know about in Stranger Things 2. Uh but we see him kind of go into home, take a shower, sit on the couch, and just kind of get... And then we see him getting dressed to go out. 
But what we don't realize is, well, what we do realize, what I, what I haven't said yet, is while all this is happening, he's talking to himself. He's going over notes about things, about something he's working on. It says, reported missing November 9th, 1983. Last seen at the Harrington residence. Car found abandoned. We know who he's talking about. Two, other early, two days earlier, another child was reported missing. Will Byers. High-profile case, mistaken for, an, for another drowning victim, later found. So he's, he's kind of going over. So we see that Will's already been found. This is the end of Stranger Things 1. It kind of right at the beginning of Stranger Things 2. And now we hear him talking. We haven't turned the page yet, but we hear, we, we hear him. We see him saying, I've already begun, begun some preliminary work for the investigation, getting to know Hawkins and its residents better even integrating myself into certain aspects of the community to get a ground view. And we know who he's talking to. He's talking to Barb's parents. And the dad and the mom, we meet them with um, Steve and Nancy. I don't think we ever see... I don't think we ever see them with with Murray. I don't... Right? We know he's working with them, but we never see it. Look, I, I should know these things. Uh... And the parents, you know, they're talking to Murray. They have him there for coffee. They're, they're basically, he's trying to get this job. He says, we're familiar with your investigative reporting for the Chicago Sun-Times. A lot smarter than some podunk sheriff, podunk sheriff who isn't even willing to put in the time. And the mom's like, it, it really does mean the world to us to have someone look, looking out for Barbara and looking for her. Uh, we just know she's out there somewhere. If the police had put any effort into looking... And he says, I can only imagine how frustrating the lack of answers from the official investigation is. But that's exactly why I'm here. Now, I'm sure you've been asked all the normal questions, any enemies, any reasons to run away. And they led absolutely nowhere. We see pictures of Barb at all stages, a little kid as a, you know, like a toddler. And it's growing into the, the, the young lady that we saw in Stranger Things. And it's so sad because you and I, the reader, know exactly what happened to her. And Murray goes on. Barbara looked like the type of who asked a lot of questions about the world from a young age. Always read above her grade level. Had a real hunger for knowledge. And she's like, well, the mother says, well, yes. Barbara always had her nose in a book ever since she was four. She was a good girl. And she, and Murray says, that's exactly the point I'm trying to make here. It's so easy to write off a teenager who disappears as a bad kid who gets himself into, herself into trouble. Easy and lazy. But a good, curious, caring kid can get into trouble too. Just for the right reasons instead of the wrong ones. She could have stumbled upon something she shouldn't have seen or tried to help the wrong person at the wrong time. I mean, she... She didn't really stumble upon anything. It was, wasn't it her cut that kind of did ev- like turned everything upside down? Uh, or l- literally upside down. Mom says, you don't know how many people. They, they act like it was her fault telling us you know, she must have gone down a bad path, but that's not our Barbara. Dad says, you already understand us. You already understand her better than anyone else. So I guess the only thing left to discuss is your feet. We never see uh, what Murray says to them. He, he writes down something on a piece of paper. 
he says, you know, that you will be get the exclusive attention. I'm not going to work on anything else. I don't know if he had anything else to work on, but the way he says it, um, but he goes adding in travel expenses, estimated research, interviews. This is my le- weekly fee. He slides it over. We don't actually see what it is, but um, they look at it, and Mom's like, ooh, can we? And he goes, yes, of course we can. Any cost is worth getting our daughter back safe and sound. You're hired, Murray Bowman. We see them shake hands, and Murray is now officially hired to uh, find Barb. It says, above all else, Murray always believed in keeping an open mind, examining every possibility, no matter how absurd. Then we see him calling around uh, to different people, just kind of asking if they know anything about Barbara Holland's disappearance. One guy's like, it's got to be aliens, right? Uh, another one says, I, I heard that she ran away because she was in love with Steve Harrington and her best friend slept with him. Another one says, it's got to be drugs, right? But then one woman said, my mama told me there's uh, monsters in the woods and they eat you if you go in there alone. Well, mama probably told you a wives' tale, but uh, she's also uh, exactly you know, 100% correct. So Murray takes all these calls, but he gets other people pranking him saying, I totally saw her in your butt. Uh, and someone else says, um, you know, oh, someone says, I think that guy at the diner knew something. I bet that wasn't a suicide at all. So you get a lot of people just calling for conspiracies, but he's talking about Benny. He says, I don't think that was a suicide at all. And guess what? He's right. Uh, and then um, this old woman says, and someone was responsible for stealing my petunia. So she's talking about flowers being stolen. I don't think there's any connection there. Another guy says he heard that there's some weird Russian girl hiding around. I bet it's connected. <gasps> Wait a second. It says in this case, there's one possibility that captures his imagination more than others. And that is this dude calling about some Russian. Interesting. So he goes to meet this guy in a parking lot. And uh, he says, you mentioned Russians here in Hawkins. I've suspected it for a long time, but I've never had proof. He says, well, I don't have proof, but this guy I work with, Ted Wheeler, rumor is his wife found some strange girl hiding in his basement, barely spoke English. He misses a couple days at work. Co-worker of ours saw black cars parked out his house, probably feds. And when he gets back and I ask, he claims he doesn't even know who his kid's friends are. Now, you remember that scene I played at the beginning here talking about Ted Wheeler? Talking about um, the Russian girl being seen around? I love when they fill in the little details and we actually see what they're talking about. The guy goes on to say, sounds to me like the feds got him to, got, the feds got to him, forced him to play dumb, didn't want him to start panicking. So now he looks like he's starting to go kind of closer around the downtown area. And he says, perhaps that's nothing more than the rantings of another crackpot. But then Murray digs deeper. The more the shadows seem to form shapes into darkness, and if the tales are, that he gathers are true, then this is no mere child he seeks, but something far more dangerous. So it seems like he has talked to a neighbor. Then he talked to a couple of young men who I swear are the bullies, uh, you know, from the um, first season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And um, then we see him actually looking at a, uh, or you see him with a drawing, a child's drawing, not a child's drawing, a drawing of 
uh, what we know is 11. Uh, then he goes to Bradley's Big Buy, which is a grocery store, and I knew where this was going. Going, He, he talks to the guy there who says, oh, uh, you know, um, this was like last fall, okay? He was stocking shelves, and the manager yelled at him. He goes, you know, the manager yells at me, but, you know, it's probably, it, he, he yells so much, he's got to stick so far up his ass, it probably gives him brain damage. And he goes, listen, Murray's like, I just want to know what happened last fall. Oh, that's right, yeah, uh, Gary got his nutsack handed to him. He said a kid came in, and um, he was ha- harassing this this homeless kid like like it was a piece of shit. This girl had real short hair. It could have been a boy in a dress. I don't know. Anyway, the kid goes running from the door with a bunch of frozen waffles. I guess he really likes waffles. And um, she had these crazy brain powers, I think. Made the door explode right in, front of, right in front of Robert's face. Totally, asshole totally had it coming. And he goes, did you hear this girl speak Russian at all? He goes, didn't hear her say nothing. I was too far away. Said something to Robert that freaked him out, though. Made him want to call the cops. The prick. So now he's back at his house, and he's got one of those boards where he's putting all the, uh, all the evidence up on the wall to try to make sense of it. He says, this, this timeline is really starting to come together. He's talking to himself. A Russian asset with psionic powers is planted in Hawkins, likely an innocuous testing ground for a large-scale operation on American soil. Asset establishes a basement base inside a local family's home, probably uses her powers to manipulate their memory. Her target the best and brightest of America's next generation, perhaps scouting those with psionic potential or simply looking to undermine our country's future. But why let one kid go and not the other? So Murray still thinks that the Russians took both these kids, let one of them go, but not the other. Uh, He's like, could it be that they found their prized pupil that they were looking for? Or did their tests push her beyond the breaking point? Or was it simply being at the wrong place at the wrong time. It shows Barb like doing things with her mind in some sort of underground uh, lab, or it looks like an underground lab, being tied up or being shot at by Russians. All these things going through her, his head. And yet a lot of these things happened. They just didn't happen to Barb. He was, I know, I know which of these hypno, hypno, th- oh my God. I'm trying to say hypno, it's hypotheticals. My goodness gracious. I know which of these hypotheticals is most likely to accept, to be accepted by the more primitive minds. And uh, as much as I hate to do it, this is more than I can handle on my own. So then we go see him talk to Jim Hopper. We see one little scene of him where he goes, it connects. And, and um, Hopper goes, enlighten me. He goes, this girl, she's some kind of Russian weapon, right? Barbara, she sees this girl, tries to help her, perhaps. But before she can, the Russians find them, take them. And he says, wait, you're telling me that Barbara Holland was kidnapped by Russian spies? Kidnapped? Killed? This is the scene right at the beginning. He goes, killed? You don't get it, Jim. No. He goes, this has the potentially international implications. I'm talking a full-on Russian invasion right here in Hawkins. I love it because this is a scene right out of the episode. But of course, he's like, of course he didn't get it. A small man with a smaller imagination. And I gave him the simplest, most easily digestible version. But no, even that's too outside of the box for him to handle. And this is why we're going to lose. Because everyone else is either unwilling or unable to see the big picture. 
So he's like ready to give up, ready to just kind of throw it in. Um, Little does he know that Hopper knows way more than he's letting on. And he's just uh, being, you know, he's he's being protective of Eleven. Uh, So Murray goes back to his house and you see him just kind of sad. He's sitting at his table. He's he's got his hand in his his hand in his hands. He puts his head down on the table. We see him drinking. He he's looking at um, you know papers, but just really not getting anywhere. It says, "The abyss will stare back into you." So the saying goes. But sometimes it doesn't need to. Sometimes the loneliness of trying to understand it is enough. Few can face the shadows on their own, and yet, despite our best efforts, we are often we are far too often alone in the dark. But then he hears ca- a car outside. He goes and looks at his security footage. He goes, wait a second. Is that? And then he hears a buzz at the door. Look into the camera. The camera, not the loudspeaker, above you to the right. He's holding up a microphone. And then these two kids look into the camera. It is them. Nancy Wheeler and Jonathan Byers. Barbara's best friend and the host of The Russian Girl? And Will Byers' big brother? But I thought Nancy was dating Steve Harrington. He runs to the door, opens it up. Above all, Murray Bowman has always wanted to find the truth. No matter how deep within the dark the answers were. But sometimes, against all odds, the answers showed up right at your front door. And sometimes we aren't alone in the dark after all, even in Hawkins. And then we see Murray looking at Nancy and Jonathan. He says, Nancy Wheeler. Jonathan Byers, you two are a long way from home. The end. And of course, that goes right into the scene of the episode where they, uh, the three of them start working together. And of course, remember that Jonathan and Nancy spend the night there. Um, Oh my goodness gracious. Wow. That was a really fun read because I like that it filled in logical holes. Uh, Nothing was like, well, how could that have happened? Everything in this issue made sense. It tied into things we've seen, and it filled in things that we've heard about and things that we knew happened. We knew that, that Murray uh, worked for the Hollands, but we, I don't think we ever saw them together. We just kind of learned about it um, right, right when he was talking to uh, Hopper. Um, and, you know, we eventually saw them, you know, Nancy and Jonathan show up, so it was just very cool to kind of see that put together. And I really like the writing in this one and the art. The whole thing was really good. Uh, there's a link to it, um, to the Amazon ebook. You can link right to it in the show notes. I would suggest picking it up and reading it. I, su- I would suggest reading all these. You know, I, I tell you to read it after the fact that you were um, already, uh, that I already um, told you the whole story. But I would suggest getting three and four too because we will be getting there as well eventually, eventually. Um, so I think that's it. I think, I think we did it. Um, I want to say a big thank you to Kennedy for sending in your voicemail. I, uh, want to thank all you stranger friends for, for, um, you know, continuing to support the show. You can find the show on Twitter at stranger D pod on Instagram and threads at stranger danger pod and on TikTok. even though I haven't done nearly enough on any of those platforms. Uh, I'm still tweeting, I still call it Twitter, and I always will. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon.social, 
and threads at Geek Mentality and uh, everything, everything, every stranger danger thing, every stranger danger episode, every book club, every bonus, every ice cream, everything can be found at fansonexperts.com and strangerdangerpodcast.com. And every episode of Stranger Danger can be found at the YouTube channel, which I'm posting a ton of stuff on there now. Every episode of every podcast I do is put up on YouTube. Go to uh, youtube.com slash at fans, not experts. So it's fans, not experts, all one word on YouTube. Find it, subscribe to it, and um, get ready for your life to improve by 1.6%. That is the fans, not experts guarantee. So until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And remember, reading is fundamental. And you can't spell fundamental without F U N. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.